0: Welcome to the Polaris PT Podcast. Join us as we dive into all aspects of health and wellness, from physical and mental to relationships and spirituality, with leading experts and luminaries from a broad spectrum of specializations. I'm your host, Dr. Brig Woods, performance physical therapist and owner of Polaris PT and Wellness. On the podcast today, I have Waitus Cooper. Waitus is the founder and owner of Unfair Advantage in Tempe, Arizona. Waitus is a certified strength and conditioning specialist with an emphasis in movement, USA Weightlifting certified, performance enhancement specialist, and corrective exercise specialist, amongst many other things. It's been said that we need to play fair. But Waitus would argue the contrary and say, keep it unfair. So welcome Waidis to the podcast, man. How's it going, dude? Good, good. Pleasure so, to be here. Yeah, man. And I'm I'm pumped that you uh that you came because we we've never met before. Instagram bringing people together. Yes, this is what it's about. Technology, it's right. amazing. Well, yeah, and you even said like my brother because my brother was like, dude, you got to have this guy on. You got to yeah. have this guy on. He's like, I met him, and and I know you guys have met, but you're like, dude, that was so long ago. I don't. I mean, trying to place that, it. I
1: mean, that, so that was that was either before I got married. That so had nine, ten years ago. Yeah, maybe? that was a long
0: time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't expect you. Nobody expects you to remember that man. Who, right? Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. So if we, if you listen to the intro, you know that Wade is, and if you follow him on Instagram, Unfair Advantage, you know that this dude is the real deal when it comes to athletic performance. So, dude, uh, how did you get? What like? What's your background? Ooh, it's deep.
1: Um, so, a large part of what I went to school for was I wanted to get into. Um, I wanted to be a firefighter, to be honest. I wanted to be a, a, oh. a, a paramedic. I wanted to do something that I was always going to be – it was going to be exciting. Yeah, It was, it was going to be this thing that, like, I always have uh, an adrenaline rush. And so I was like, yeah, I want to be a firefighter, uh, EMT paramedic. So I went down that road of being an EMT paramedic. And while I was becoming um, an EMT – so once you get done with your uh, EMT basic, you have to do so many hours in the ER, like basically like clinicals, right? You have to go and get your hours – And it was boring. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this ain't it? Um, No, the ER is is, is wildly boring. Interspersed
0: with, like, really intense stuff. Yes, yes. So there were some
1: nights where it's like, hey, this guy's coming. Gunshot wound to the head. We We have a lot of, like... Whoa, okay, let's go. And the telemetry's yeah. coming in from, you know, cuz if you're in the ER, you're catching this, you know, these calls coming from the 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 paramedics as they're bringing people in. You're kind of getting the the background on what the history, the medical history of whoever the patient is that they're bringing in. And so it gets exciting. It's like, "Okay, this is what we got coming
0: in." But most of it's people with like tummy aches and fevers. Oh man. And like some low back pain.
1: And so and then then you're you're, you know, you're doing ride-alongs. So you're in the ambulance and you're you're, you're driving around and you're just doing calls for I mean, mishaps somebody slipped and fell so-and-so's got shortness of breath uh we don't know what's going on
0: this tummy ache. It's, it's it's all these things that somebody accidentally fell and ended up with some the fire truck up their rear end yeah, yeah the I, toy truck <laughs> right they accidentally fell
1: <laughs> oops and so you're, you're showing up to all of these things that just weren't they weren't fires they weren't rescue events you know strap on the SBA's, get it get your your um your breathing apparatus going and you're crawling in and doing these rescues or these, you know, every once in a while you have a, uh, a car accident. You have a lot of car accidents. Um, but it just wasn't fun. And what I found is I, I, I was waiting for something bad to happen. Hmm. I was I was getting in a mindset that if nothing bad was happening, then I didn't like my job. And I didn't oh. like that thought process that was becoming yeah. a little morbid. That's a little. kind of a negative way to approach was, your work. Yeah, I it, mean, it, it, it was like, no, this... I don't want that, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got like, you. You know, really going to work hoping for a car accident. Dude, how, how I, like, awful what? you're hoping somebody's you know what I mean? life is horrifically Yeah, because otherwise my job is boring. Right. And, and so I was like, oh, this ain't it. I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go back. I want to get into sports medicine. I think that's way more exciting. Way more exciting and way more on the side of, uh, you know, in the action and, and doing something that's really going to speak. It's, it's going to spark my interest all yeah, day, every day. For sure. So I got into sports medicine, athletic trainer, taping ankles, icing. Where'd you go to school? Uh, This is down in Tucson, Arizona. So I started off, I was at Pima Community College. Okay. And I was working with their soccer team, their men's soccer team, which was at the time, they were probably number three or two in the nation. Cool. Um, Real nice program. And then I transferred over to U of A. Awesome. So left there and continued that education of just looking into. So now let me back up. I ran track for Pima, oh. went transferred over to U of A, Okay. Uh, ran unattached there at U of A. So I was a high hurdler. So while all this was going on, I was competing as a, a track and field athlete.
0: We may have to talk about the
1: Pac-12 here. Oh, uh, no, Quite possibly. <laughs> I know um, it, it's, it's funny because as I got into my career, um, I started to lose a lot of the affinity for certain schools because, At a certain point, you just kind of bounce around that that division or uh, that world. That world, yeah. So um, when I got to U of A, I had kind of put on the back burner. So at that time, you could have got your hours as an ATC. You could have just got all your hours, or you could go to school. So either NAU or some other schools across the nation that are really known for an athletic training certified program. Yeah. And so I didn't want to do that because again. It was the same thing. I'm waiting for somebody to get hurt in order for it to be fun It was just a glorified water boy. I'm not Yeah I, You know I, It was Hey trainer I need water Trainer I need I need some ice said, Trainer So it's stemming ice And water Tape an ankle here Tape it. You're the first one there You're the last one to leave And everybody's looking for you Just to help them
0: It's a thankless job It's man. It, oh, I was like This is not it And think about when you were running track Oh yeah How did you treat the trainer I was that guy hey, Yeah. trainer Hey can you stretch me out real quick Hey can I get this real quick hey, Yeah Can I get that. All of not thing. to mention, there's five dudes on the table all waiting oh, to right. get stressed real quick.
1: Oh, yeah. Everybody, yeah. You walk into the tent, and it's like, oh, man, the training room is kind of packed. Yeah. And yeah, it, I didn't. It was the same thing I was experiencing as an EMT that the job was really basic and boring and mundane, unless somebody was hurt. Unless yeah. I was doing some type of rehab with an ACL girl. She just got down with her, you know, back to play, basically, stuff is what we're doing. So, um, and at that same time, as I got to U of A, I saw some strength coaches walking some of the guys out to the field and they are doing these cone drills. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I need to be over there keeping people from becoming hurt, like teaching them how to move. And and, I, and it really dawned on me. I had a soccer girl who was doing PT4. She kept pulling her quad. Mm. And we'd ice her quad. We'd stretch her quads, we do all these things. And I'm like, she just needs to learn how to run. Your running form is terrible. Now, as a track guy, yeah. I was like, I, I can show you how to do this. And so instead of doing our normal uh, – stem and ice i said let's go out here and work on getting your knees up in front of you versus behind you Absolutely. because you're running with your legs behind you and you keep pulling your quads yeah and i was like this is way more effective this is way more exciting and it actually challenged my brain on a continual basis
0: did you get a chance to assess what her i mean did you guys look at what her quad strength well i mean you know, she's a soccer player so she's probably had some decent quads yeah but um, was there, i mean you know i don't know if you remember what her quad strength was like or even what her glute strength was like
1: um you know at that time we didn't do that type of testing or okay. assessments it was yeah. more like hey here's the, her problem is she's got these pulled quads we're going to just treat this injury um, we didn't do a lot of rehab, prehab, right there. We yeah. just did treatment and, well, back and especially to
0: play. Juco, it was JUCO. Yep, this yeah. is junior college, and I can I can guarantee that as Pima's in Pima, right? Yep. So I can probably yeah. The the therapy probably wasn't super stellar, and at that time they weren't doing. It was still very much a little bit of light band work, a little yeah. bit of this, uh, right? Yeah. Instead of Real like basic. hey, let's get. I mean, you're a collegiate level athlete yeah. who's got a cut and juke and kick and right, like, yeah, and run. So beef it up. But that's awesome, man! That you saw the need, yeah, and, and changed it, it up.
1: And that was the thing; is it, it really just really spoke volumes to my level of commitment to what I wanted to do. Yeah, it's like this is way more efficient, way more effective. And then people don't get hurt. Why don't I do this? Why don't I just keep you from getting hurt? And that way, we don't have to have you coming in here. And I was like, I'm on the wrong side of the of the, of the we, game here,
0: right? And that goes to what we were kind of talking about before before we started hit the record button that this system that we're in is so reactive. Yep. It's nobody. And it's funny. Like nobody wants to do and some of the work, some of the performance stuff is not sexy. No. Like, let's be real. Like no. mobility is not fun. Right. Right. Unless you make it fun. Like and it's like becomes a competitive type thing. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're like, I got to get better. I want to do these middle splits or whatever. Yeah. Um, But we don't, we don't try to fix anything until there's, until it rains, right? Yep. Like you may know you've got a leaky roof that needs a patch, but you're not. Doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> to you until it rains? Right?
1: Oh, there's that roof. Ah, oh, should have did it last week. When right. it was nice and warm, and yeah, man. no clouds in the sky. I, I, you know, a buddy of mine, he said that uh, and, you know, as you talk about the system and you talk about what it is we do on a daily basis, on a regular basis, where there, there, there's a broken system trying to fix broken people. Yeah, and insert somebody who's now trying to help change the people, right? We want to help yeah. people. Um, they're still part of this broken system that's very reactive. And it's like, you got to get out of that mindset of let me fix it when it when it's, you know, an emergency yeah. and do a lot of preventative and a lot of things that are going to cause um, the reaction we want versus getting into a uh, an injury that we didn't want and then trying to fix it and solve it. And it's like that backwards thinking or that backwards uh, approach to repair or to, to rehab and to performance it really needs to be an all-time thing and a regular thing and something that we're doing on a mindset of I'm going to maintain the level of functionality if not get better so that I don't get injured and I don't have these injuries so yeah it's it's not the sexiest thing when I got to do these things as a preventative state or as a, um, a maintenance phase yeah. but it's like this is what's going to keep you optimizing your levels of performance. And that's where the game needs to go. That's where the industry, and I think it's getting there. I think it's, it's transforming. Yeah. But early
0: on, it was not that. No. (laughs) And I think that's why you guys have, have guys like some of these books I've got out here. Um, I don't know how Familiar how much you have paid attention to Kelly Storette? Oh, look at you. You know the Ready State? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Ready State. Yeah, so that's Kelly Dave. Sturette. Okay. So he's okay. the Ready State. He's the supple leopard. Have you ever checked out yeah, that Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Somebody was just telling me about
0: this. Yeah, yeah. So you, we'll check that out. Or like this guy, oh. at Squat University, right? Aaron oh, Horshig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like guys like that are becoming popular because they're really doing an amazing job of distilling information down mm-hmm. so, it's, so it's not so heady. It's not yep. so... Yep above people can digest it they yes can, they, they can they, they, and, and he goes hey here's a book do it take care of yourself right yeah or it's buy big. my you know and obviously they're selling a product but he's like hey subscribe to my virtual mobility coach supple leopard i'm trying to i, I was just talking to
1: somebody about that yeah. I can't it, it'll come back to me yeah but. he's
0: he's yeah i'd say he's the stuff in there and, and he was doing this 10 20 years ago yeah, yeah. and like he, he jumped so far out ahead that people took a while to catch back. He's ahead out. of his like, time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about, he was saying that one time he's like, yeah, my very first, like on this other podcast, he's like, my very first video that I ever shot was on like a Sony cyber shot, like in my <laughs> garage. Like there was no like way to like upload immediately or oh, whatever. No. He's like, so I take my it SD t- card <laughs> out and put it in my computer. and yeah, yeah, back in there. But no, but no, I, I agree. That's, it's getting there, but we're still very much taking care of people after the fact, yep, yep. And so then you were there at Pima, you were there at U of A, and then where'd you yep. go from there? So
1: from U of A, um, I started my own business. So oh, right I, away. I, yeah, and you I graduated, graduated U, of U of A. I had an opportunity to go to uh, Oklahoma, uh, USC, USC, uh, Southern, uh, South Carolina, South Gamecocks, okay. and then just through the way that Division One uh, programs are ran. There was like, okay, we're bringing you in. Okay, wait, no, we got a hiring freeze. Okay, wait, no, we're doing this. And I got caught in that shuffle.
0: Oh, dude.
1: I got caught in that shuffle. And it's funny because I see this happen with a lot of kids, especially after the pandemic. You know, those seniors in high school were like, they lost a year and they're trying to, like, yeah, that's gone. And we were going to bring you in, but the freshmen that were going to leave or the seniors that were going to leave got an extra year, so they're not gone. So your scholarship really isn't available. Dude. Like we thought. Yeah. So that,
0: that's been a he, that's been such a oh. headache. And then I went to so I didn't play I didn't play any sports there, but um, you know, I, I went to BYU mm-hmm. and then you throw in that other wrinkle of you had guys you got so now you juggle pandemic, juggle pandemic, plus guys that got sent home from missions because of the pandemic oh. who they were trying to hold scholar. So they were like giving away scholarships, Me. not expecting this guy to be back for two years. And now he's back and now he's back, and now we're trying to juggle all this. And it stuff. was completely
1: unknown and uncharted. Yeah. Nothing of a, hey, here's what we do in this type of situation. And they are like
0: giving dudes extra years of eligibility. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it,
1: it got wild. And, and what's funny about that is um, I could relate to it, right? I, I saw that because, I, like I said, I, was, I got caught in the shuffle. So I trained my replacement from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So Mike Stoops was the head guy at U of A. And when Stoops came in, I kind of got absorbed into the football. So U of A had it set up to where Olympic sports and football all work together. Okay. Where most major universities, football is its own entity, oh, basketball yeah. is its own entity, um, and then Olympic sports like track and field, basketball, right. you know, volleyball, soccer, the other sports that are may not be as revenue producing. Sure. Uh, kind of do their own thing together. So um, U of A trying to become a, a better presence in the Pac-12 had brought on Mike Stoops. Mike Stoops brought in a new strength staff. The new strength staff was like, we want that guy over there, wait us. Yeah. Give him, give him an us. And so I became a football guy. I still worked with softball and some other teams at the U of A as a strength coach, but I was primarily football. Okay. So we had got into this thing where I was going to go to another school and we're gonna we were doing this trade. Like it was like this big three way trade. I felt like I was like a NBA player or something. Right. Not at all, but <laughs> it's, it's the closest thing I've probably ever been to that. And it got to the point where I went out there, came back, and then they said, Hey, we got some things going on. We're not gonna be able to bring you on, but my position was already filled at U of A. And so it was like, Well She so had nothing to do. What am I gonna do? Right. So at the time I had already began training some uh some kids. There was a gap between the high school kid and the kid that showed up on day one and D and one college athletics and i said there's there's an opportunity to help these kids transition from high school to college a little bit better for sure so that they knew hey where's the expectation here's the level of workout that you need to be working at capacity wise you've got to up your game and so i just started i kept training i was working with some club soccer teams mm-hmm. and then i'd go out there and one day the parents were like hey is it possible you can train me after so we're here for two hours you train the kids for the first hour can you train us for mm-hmm. the second hour and I was like, sure, uh, that, that, that works. I mean, yeah, what am man. I doing at 8 o'clock? You know, from 7 to 8, I train, or from 6 to 7, I train the kids, 7 to 8, I, ca- I can do that. And yeah. it turned into what I have now as far as a business. Um, a, a lot of the, the, the parents, what really forced me into this business world of, you know, helping people for a living, it was, hey, who do we write the check to? And I felt weird saying like write it out to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I like ran and real quick got a little LLC, LLC. created a little name Open a bank account and was like, "Here, here, just just write it out to this company." Yeah. That way, it was a little bit more official, and it just it grew, it grew and grew and grew. I started doing these soccer camps, and I was kind of like this soccer trainer. I never played soccer, you know. Sure. Collegiately, profess- I didn't even play. In high- I never played. I played soccer when soccer when everybody played soccer when you were like six, and it was like mob ball, and everybody just ran to the ball and yeah. kicked as hard as they could. Uh, once I got out of that and started to, um. Uh, train other athletes. So soccer was like my, my main thing. But then a lot of those kids also did other sports. And next thing you know, I was doing Pop Warner, and I was doing football, and I was doing baseball. And I started just training all these athletes and their parents. Yeah. So in that, I found myself really looking at how I could affect a change not only for the smaller, younger athletes, but for the older athletes. And I, I try to treat everybody like they're an athlete because everybody's performing on some level. And well, so,
0: Is it Nike? Who is it? If you got a body... You're an athlete? Somebody, Somebody said, said that. like, yeah, yeah. if you have, you have a body, you're an athlete, man, if you move. Yeah. less well, thing, like, I think sometimes people get super locked in on having to, like, I'm only a soccer trainer, right? I'm only a performance yep. coach yep. for soccer. Well, the problem is, is not really the problem. Athletics is athletics. That's it. Like, I've played with some dudes who were, I played pickup ball with some dudes who were linemen.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, if
0: bro. You can move, they've you're got a They athlete. got a yeah. They got a first step. They got some handles, right? Yeah, like yeah. Or you play with a guy who like well. No offense to baseball players, but I haven't met too many baseball <laughs> players who can hang on the basketball quarter. <laughs> but but athletics is athletics, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and those principles of hey, stopping, deceleration, yep. explosiveness, those all apply. Oh yeah. Oh, and and what a great way to keep the kids like keep the parents paying. Right, like yeah. you train them up, they go, oh shoot, this is for real. Like Mike, Listen, they I, see I, the results themselves. Their kids start getting better. A family that trains together, absolutely, man. <laughs> stays um, training together. <laughs> so that's awesome, oh, dude. That's so cool. Well, and like you said, so like you had never played soccer. My buddy, who I just uh, we just had on Z Ziad, he's like, dude, I've never been on a jujitsu mat in my life. Oh. He goes, but I've somehow. Dude, I trained one Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. Now he's the jiu-jitsu guy. And now, like, dude, all the jiu-jitsu guys, he's like, now I got a couple, like, MMA fighters and stuff. And he's like, realistically, I just look at how they move and what was required of their sport. He's like, but, so, yeah, he's like, and we do weird stuff because those guys do weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Their bodies are put into positions that nobody else gets into. But we, but that's, but you don't have to, you just have to be able to see it and understand the movement.
1: That's it. I said movement is movement and movement is key. I think a large part of just helping people perform, helping people in general is you got to learn how to move. You know, yeah. biomechanically, we got to put you in a place where you can execute on a certain amount of force without harming your body. And, and that's across the board. I don't care if you're swimming, golfing, um, walking or just a corporate executive. Yep. Right. So that, that's a, a, a real big. Piece. And I think the more and more people start to understand that, the more and more people want to ma- move and maintain a level of functionality um, outside of sports.
0: Yeah. And so your training facility, you're in Tempe? Yep. Yep. Where I'm in Tempe? Tempe. you so, out, near ASU or where are you I'm at I'm near Tempe? ASU.
1: Uh, I, I'm literally uh, a block north of university. Oh, uh, and one block south. Of, if you're familiar with the Tempe Marketplace, so Tempe Marketplace, yeah. I'm like literally one block. So Rio Salado and University are like my my, oh. my two streets that I'm off the 101. So okay. 101 and the University. It's
0: kind of industrial park over there, right? Yep. Yep. Is yeah. that where Spinato's used to be? Yes. That
1: same industrial park? Yes. You're in there? Yes. Okay. Spinato's yes. just moved. Yeah, right? they moved They got, across, built they got a got nice restaurant. But yeah. they're across the street from where they used to be. Yeah. I could throw a rock and, and hit, hit Spinato's from my facility.
0: So, uh, real quick, for anybody who's not from Arizona or from the <laughs> Phoenix, Tempe area, if you ever are in Phoenix or Tempe, go to Spinato's. Go to Spinato's. Real good pizza. Get real yourself good Italian food. Get yourself a baked spaghetti calzone Ooh. with ricotta cheese and meatballs. And don't worry about your carb intake. Just <laughs> say, you're, say you're carb loading, you get got a it. marathon the next day. Get <laughs> <Hit> it in. Because <laughs> that, that place is so good. Ugh, I've never had the baked spaghetti calzone. Yeah. I yet.
1: love their calzone. I like a calzone wherever I go. I always get a calzone. Just to, I'm a calzone kind of sore.
0: Yeah, it was my brother Sam. He's the one who's like, dude, you got to get the baked spaghetti calzone. Okay. With, but you got to sub with ricotta cheese and the meatballs. Okay. Yeah, that's
1: delicious. I'm going to try that. Yeah, I, I see spinatos every other day. Their list. I, I, if I go north, right, I'll yeah. run right into Tempe Marketplace. Okay. So yeah, that place is so. good. Yeah,
0: Tempe's home. Okay. And then, so now, how much of your how much of your your training now is youth, youth sports, and how much is just people wanting to, mm. wanting to train? You know, I I would say
1: eighty percent is is not youth sports at all. Oh, so twenty percent. Youth, youth sports, or athletes—they're okay. actually coming in. The other eighty percent, I do some corporate wellness events or corporate oh, cool. wellness training on a regular basis, and then I have um, a number of people who are kind of doing this back to play. They're done with physical therapy; they they've ran out of, they've exhausted their physical therapy, but they're not done with physical therapy. Nope. And so, um, they end up in my in 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 my hands, and it's like, hey, I'm trying to get this functionality. Can you help me? And then we go basically do like a bunch of therapy. So I have a lot of, uh, and and some of those are athletes, right? So some athletes are, are doing that, um, but it's a large part of just people. I just want to move pain-free. I don't want to, I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it.
0: Yep. And so that, that's my main bread and butter. Yeah. And that is, that is the gap in the system. Um, and that's again, like we, I don't, We talked briefly, but that's why I chose to do the practice model that I chose to do, because there is a huge gap between recovery and performance. And most people, most rehab settings aren't even cutting, even getting close to touching performance. Right. And they're not even generating enough stimulus. Most people shouldn't even be trying to go back to any level of performance after they get out of PT. Yeah. Right. Yeah. because they've been doing bands and five pound, ten <laughs> pound, ready. fifteen pound weights. If they yet. got to fifteen or twenty, you know what I mean, right? Right. And and so no, I think it's a huge, a huge niche in the or a huge chink in the armor, so to speak, or the system that that is way underserved population.
1: That is really when people ask, you know, uh, you get business coaches and, and business mentors. They're like, "Who is your client?" Yeah, like, who's your avatar? Who, who's right? your avatar? Who, who who who's your perfect client? My my perfect client right now. Um, who I serve the most are people getting out of PT, um, uh, and, and from a corporate setting, right? Yeah. So they're just kind of filling out, um, they're kind of checking the box off and they're not checking the box. No. And so they end up coming to me and, um, you know, I have, I have golfers, I have elderly, I have people who have gone through surgery and they've repaired it and they've done all the things. And it's like, okay, you're ready. You, you, you can go play golf again. It's like, no, I can't. I'm still in pain or I can't function. I can't move my range of motion is not where it needs to be at and my no.
0: insurance cut me off. And my insurance cut me off. Yep. They're
1: done. So the PT, you know, their hands might be tied cuz they're more insurance based and they're they're in the network and so that's all they can really work within. And then they I so I get a lot of referrals in that in that sense and yeah. then, and from that and the word of mouth gets out and um,
0: yeah, people just start is, sending them. Wait, this is the guy. Well, yeah. and that's the thing, right? The problem is is that they insurance dictated how many visits they could have. Mm-hmm. Insurance dictated what their what their deductible was. Now let's say they didn't have surgery, right? Right. They don't have surgery, but they've been to PT and they have a $3,000 or $5,000 deductible. Well, guess what? They used up their $5,000 deductible in the first like 12 visits. Yeah. And now they're $5,000 out of pocket. They're like 4 weeks in and then now they what? maybe have another couple visits that their insurance approved and then it's like, "Oh, sorry." Now you now you have to pay the cash rate. Yeah, and people go, well, "Why would I pay the cash rate? You didn't even do much for me anyway, oh, yeah. and I already gave you five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah,
1: and you didn't fix me. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was funny is I have a lot of people who have exhausted that thought process. Right? They they do it and it's like, "Yeah, that I'm not right yet. And let me do it again. And they do it again. I'm still not right yet. It's and insanity. they do it again. And, that, and now, and now, and I get a lot of frustrated people yeah. who have tried a lot of things, a lot of modalities, a lot of you know, Eastern medicine, Western medicine, therapy here, therapy there, acupuncture, massage, and and they're just not right yet. And they're like, "Why can't I get this right?" Like I say, it's we're, we're, there's a broken system trying to fix broken people, and yep. and it's uh,
0: uh we're, we're trying to bridge that gap. Preach. So, what is your training lot? Like, how do you approach how do you approach training for people? So I know that's kind of a big, broad yeah, question, like, right? Well, but, like, that's a loaded but there, question. Well, it is, but there, but there are some people who are like, "Hey, I," they take a more like metabolic conditioning, quote unquote, mm. CrossFit approach, right? So it's a lot of metcon with very little strengthening. There's other guys that when he worked with them, right, they'd be straight up bodybuilding hypertrophy, yeah. right, all yeah. show no go type stuff.
1: Yeah. So here's my thing: How the body is at rest, or or how you do anything is how you do everything. Okay. So we start off with just looking at what does your body do at rest. So it's a posture assessment. Um, we do a posture analysis, kind of take a look at their, their posture from four angles, straight ahead, from the back, from the right side, from the left side. How are you fighting gravity just standing still? Right. What are we seeing? Okay, you're not fighting gravity over here because you're compressed on your right side. You're not fighting gravity over here. Oh, you're, oh, that side just doesn't rotate over there or you have some pain over there. So you're actually giving in to gravity over there so that you don't have to fight gravity. Right. So all of these compensations that we see kind of starts off with uh, creating a roadmap on how we're going to deal with whatever it is that they might have brought them in the door. Um, so the philosophy is assess their, their, their posture um, statically, so standing still, doing nothing, and then put them into a very basic movement pattern, walking, running, and let's, let's assess that. So now that we saw what you're doing when you're standing still, what does it look like when you're moving? Okay. okay, so sometimes people come in. It's funny; they know I'm going to do it, right? They know I'm going to, I'm going to take the. I tell them, I'm, "Hey, we're going to take some pictures. We're going to take a video." Yep. And they in there. like yeah self tanner <laughs> <They> start- <laughs> doing push-ups before they come they start in to fix the static picture so it looks really good, right? But when you're moving, oh no, no, you can't. You can't hide that that oh. shoulder, that hip, that foot, that knee, that ankle, whatever it is. When you're running, I'm gonna. It's going to show up. You can't even think to hide it because it's so subconscious is so not what you even were aware of. And, I, and I'll tell people, have you ever seen this? Have you looked at this? Do you see this when you look in the mirror? You get out of the shower. Do you see your shoulder? you see what you're, what's happening here? And they're like, never. Yeah. And so once we get that light shined on what they're doing uh, without moving and then with movement, now we have a program that we can create. First, let's address the things that we just saw in this conversation here. And then from there, we create a program that fits to fix what we saw. And now how do we make that? stronger so we want to establish a baseline and then build from there
0: so looking at like when you're watching people move now do you are you like a like a fms functional movement screen guy do you have or have you kind of hey i've got certain movements that i like to look at or is it just different depending on the person it's different depending on the person but a
1: large part of it is uh i mean it's it's fms so i don't take them through like a movement screen like an fms like a standardized standardized screen okay if there was a standardized thing if i had to say it was a standardized thing it's the gait cycle Okay, So I just look at their gait cycle and kind of having a background that I have with track and field and seeing enough athletes do um, something at a high level, kind of bring that down and and compare how do you move, you know, compared to some of the best movers in the
0: world. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. That makes sense. Um, And then when you're looking at per se like runners who are maybe doing distance endurance stuff, um, do you – do you try to discourage people from running? Like, do you try to promote a certain way of running? Like, are you more, hey, I would prefer you to be on your mid-forefoot? Or are you like, hey, whatever. And look, if you want to be a heel striker, let's work with being a heel striker.
1: Um, you know, I, I guess if it, if it had to be deducted down to something, it yeah. would be that. But initially and essentially, I think from a, just a, a foundational point of view, I want to see a certain function. Okay. And typically that function has to do with rotation. And it has to do with force production. Okay. And if there's a loss of force production or if there's a loss of tension in a certain area, then I want to address it. Not to where we can make that happen, but so that that happens as a byproduct of the right activations. Gotcha. For instance, if there's a a lot of slack in their back, the low back. Okay. um, How do we take that slack out? And it's typically I need you to rotate more. People, one, if they're running, very rigid, very up and down. The Uh rib cage is not rotating. Yeah. So there's a lot of slack that's now being... Causing compression in the lumbar spine, their lower back. So it's like, well, let's take that slack out by adding in some rotation. Okay. Boom, they add in some rotation. Great. So it's not like I want them to create tension. Like, hey, get a tighter back. Right. I want you to create a, a, a more tense, tense situation. Tensegrity. Yeah, got right.
0: you. Create more tension in the system. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and so the result I want is coming from a function that you're doing.
0: Sure. I mean, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. Similarly, like when I have people squat, right? I try to, you know, yeah, yeah. Do, hey, you know, the whole peep, reason why you hear like CrossFit coaches and other coaches like screaming knees out, right? Yeah. But really, it's it's more it's more of an external rotation torque that we're trying to create so yep. that we create tension in the system, right. All the way up. So the, the hips. glutes are firing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have greater stability. So I get it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. It. That's okay. It. So then, looking at how they're moving, you gotta assess right where we where do we need tension? Where do we have too much tension? Where yes. do we look weak? What's going on with the system? And then you create yep. a plan. Now when you're executing a plan, cause I've seen some of your stuff, like some of the stuff that I've looking at, and obviously we all save the sexy stuff for Instagram. Right. <laughs> but like, what is some of the, uh, what are some of the, like, yeah. So I guess take it now, take me through like a plan or like what, how do you, how do you program for people? How do you,
1: so essentially, um, Ninety-nine point two percent of everybody who comes in yeah. is compressed. Okay, right? They're living in a compressed state. So
0: sit at these, I'm doing it right now. Right.
1: <laughs> so as it relates to their posture, um, we want to start to create decompression. Well, how do I do that? In a sense of like, uh, you want me to stand up straight. You want me to do these types of things. It's not going to become something that innately your body is going to do, unless we create tension, and right. that tension is going to basically pull your body into the 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 upright position and we have so typically when somebody comes in their first two weeks or a week and a half two weeks maybe in a month however long it takes for them to really uh so all the exercises are corrective whether or not they have pain whether they're in pain or anything it's going to be a corrective exercise to get them to zero get them to a neutral position that's not forced and it's not something that now I'm doing something weird and walking around like a stiff board yeah but you're actually having a better neutral stacking of your joints based on the tensions that we created in your programming so the programming looks like we got to distress your shoulder we got to distress your spine we got to open up your hips we got to create tension from mm-hmm. your heels all the way up to your eyelids right so yeah. all the way up the back of their spine the back of their neck even using uh things like hey tongue positioning when you're doing certain things because there's a fascia line down your front that comes into your mouth, and there's a fascia line that goes down your back that stops at maybe your eyebrows. So we're going to use all that down to your Achilles, down to your heels, and all that down to the tops of your feet.
0: So if you see um, me smiling, have you ever heard of Postural Restoration Institute? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P.R.I. Okay. Yeah, P.R.I. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what. This sounds similar. I've never gone through their program, but yeah. I know exactly what I know them. No, of, it, it sounds, sure. sounds similar, right? They talk yeah. about how – I mean, similar but not right. Like they talk about how we're we're loaded heavier on one side of our body with all of our organs and everything, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And how we're really good we're really good at going right, but we're like Derek Zoolander we can't go left, (laughs) right? And so whatever compensations we've created in our in our body, that's what ends up happening. Yeah. And so then we have all these weird torqued pelvis positionings and things. And so a lot of times, they you know it was dude it was it was wild. I went to the course, and this guy. You know, he's testing me and stuff. And according to the test, which is a perfectly reasonable orthopedic test that I've used a million times to say, yeah, you got tight hip flexors and a uh-huh. tight IT band. Dude, we did a couple extra like weird little exercises. And I say weird because they're really hyper specific. Uh-huh. And did it. And then he test me again, and I got no like IT band hip flexor tightness. Interesting. And he's like, see, we just repositioned. You a little bit. And yeah. now all of a sudden, hey, now we're in a position where we can now we can work. work and strengthen and yeah. do things optimally.
1: That's it. So yeah. That's exactly what I try to do is get you to a place of zero. Yeah. And
0: he's like, look, I, I have people coming in with jaw pain. Uh huh. And he goes, Before I even do anything with their jaw, we start at the pelvis. Mm. And he's like, A lot of times we can before we even get up to working on the jaw, we've already alleviated 90 percent of their pain yeah. just by working at the pelvis and the lumbar spine
1: yeah yeah it's big you know the 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 spine everything goes from the spine right everything uh Mm -hmm. from the, the nervous system on out it starts in your spine and so the pelvis and the rib cage there's a lot when you realign it and you get it to a better position now you start to open up these different levels of flow um reducing tension taking out some of that compensation and yeah people they start to move pain free and it's like oh wow look at that yeah yeah And and so I really want to get people to a place where they understand that for themselves before we start adding in load, before we start creating um, more dysfunction and more compensations by putting load in their hands, on their back, you know, however it might be um, carried. We want to start to get them to a place where they can understand how to create that tension. And use strength and tension to get out of zero, yeah. right? So rotation or lean or flexion, extension, and then use that same tension to bring you back to zero so we have a, a, a real good framework to work with them where they understand where a neutral is. And when you're at a neutral, from what you understand, how do you get back? Can you get back using tension and not just fall to one side and catch yourself in balance, but literally use tension to get back to zero and tension to get out? So strength to get in, strength to get out, strength to get from right to left and then left to right.
0: Okay. And so that's where then that starts. Now, once you've sort of established something, then do you move on to other things? Yeah. Or is that always sort of the base? That's always sort of the foundation for what you're doing. So no matter if you're doing heavy squats or you're doing tempo or plyos, it's all back to sort of bring you back to zero well the idea get to zero and then perform yes get to zero
1: and then perform i don't think anybody lives in zero right no nobody nobody's you're you're not going to stay there it's just a um a reference point from then on out it's a matter of before you start a certain movement do you have ground tension are you present to where your body is sure um based on the things that are going to help you move forward up down left right so a lot of times the athletes are are not thinking You know, or or my clients in general are not thinking, let me get to neutral first, but they definitely have an awareness that says I have to create some tension before I start moving this weight, before I start moving my body, that there's got to be a tension present in my my system that's going to allow me to execute this move and not get hurt or not feel like, oh, I'm out of whack or I'm out of control. Gotcha. So once somebody has that. And we want to start to progress them along, or somebody there's no pain. They know they know where neutral's at. They're in. Uh, they have the best joint stacking they've ever had. They've decompressed uh, their spine, their rib cage, blah 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 blah. Now it's a matter of how do I condition that and yeah. get stronger at doing that. So literally, strengthening and conditioning has become. Uh, like my strength and conditioning terms before I was a strength coach and I was we were doing strength and conditioning. It was bigger, faster, stronger. Now it's a matter of how can I condition my body to stay like this longer before it starts to get tired? Or how can I now start to add more load and not compromise my form and technique? And okay. now I'm really strengthening my body to do that and conditioning it to do it for a long period of time.
0: Yeah. Which are this? Re- so I actually have a patient who he's wanting to get into some kind of – other programming right now i've given him a bunch of stuff and we're working on building his baseline strength up and conditioning and things but he's at a point where he also wants to try to um he did a he did a trip recently where he did a bunch of downhill mountain biking oh boy and he was like dude he goes i forgot like i haven't done this in in a minute he goes Uh but I'm actually really good at this. He's <laughs> like, and I never got to Ooh. like pursue it as a, as a kid. Okay. Just because of family stuff and everything else going on and just whatever. He goes, I want to see if I, he's like, I think I can hit masters like nationals. This yeah. Year. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, dude, he goes, he goes, so do you have anybody that like I could work with? And I said, yeah. I said like, I can, I can help keep you with like the mobile mobility recovery, some of that accessory stuff. I said, but this is the dude you need to go. I Just looking off your style, I go. You need to go work with this guy, huh. like to make sure that you can tolerate and handle and, and yeah. be stronger, faster, more powerful in your bike, and also your body can take a beating when you fall. <laughs> right? And he, it, as if he was looking at the, your stuff, and he goes, "I don't know if I'm ready." He's like, "Oh, he goes, I don't know if I'm that level yet, bro." <laughs> and I was like, "No," and after talking, I'm like, "Dude." you need to call him oh, we, need wow. to, we need to work together on this thing oh thanks i appreciate the, the three it three of us yeah, so yeah. no i'm gonna i'm gonna tell him i'm gonna make him listen to this too so he go. can he can you know what's funny my wife told me she's like you need to post like
1: some the other stuff that you do people don't know they see your page and they're like uh-uh <laughs> i'm not doing that that yeah. dude's swinging Stuff over it. See, head. and I look at him, I'm
0: like, that looks like fun. Let's go do that.
1: <laughs> and so, and like you say, we, we saved the goods for, for Instagram oh, and, yeah. and, and the posts. And so, just recently, I started on my story, maybe not on my actual page, I've started to post more of, like, this is the stuff that I do on a day-to-day. Yep. You know what I mean? The more common stuff um, that people can relate to and people can see themselves doing yep. um that seems really ba- in my head it's basic but maybe it's not you know and a large yeah. part of it is you know getting into a realm of proprioceptive like getting into a space where you your body's being required to do something that's never done is a little scary it's a little uh, uh daunting at times but then when you do it okay now I can start to go on to these next levels
0: well and that's the other thing most people don't realize that like there's a certain level of motor neuroprogramming right that goes into these things, and most people are really would be very surprised <laughs> how quickly your body oh, yeah. will adapt. Oh yeah, like you take yes. somebody, you take somebody who ha- who's untrained, mm-hmm. or who maybe was trained at one point in their life, but they've taken five, six, seven, whatever years off. You let them start working out for two weeks, and watch their watch their strength numbers. Jump through the roof, yeah, yeah, in two weeks, and it's not because. And then that's where people get discouraged, though, because all of a sudden, they're like, dude, I was making so many gains yeah. in the beginning, and now they're what slower. happened? Yeah, and I'm like, your nervous system caught up. That's yep. what happened. Yeah, those gains in the beginning was your nervous system going. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Let's, the fire off. Few, let's, let's fire a few. Let's fire a few more neuro, the motor neurons here. Let's get a few more muscle fibers going. Oh, sweet, right? And then after that's when like the real. Now hard, you start to work. Yeah, the real yeah. hard gains start to come. But most people, and that's why I, like, I don't have it today, but like I'm, my big thing is movement is medicine, man. Motion mm-hmm. is lotion. Just get that's going. It. That's you it. You start moving once, you start moving, you're going to feel better. Nobody, I don't know anybody, unless they got savagely injured, that walked away from a workout... And went, yeah, I'm mad I did that. <laughs> right. Or I feel worse. Yeah, right, right. Like, it, even when I'm, I've done a couple workouts where, like, I'm, like, ran out the door and was dry heaving in the bushes, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. But as soon as I'm done. You love it. I'm like, dude, let's do, let's, can we do it again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and you know, it's funny because a large part of, you hit it, um, and and people will say, and we've heard it, this, this term kind of tossed around a lot, the mind-body connection.
0: When is the mind not connected to the body? Your head is always on your body. Always thoughting, dude. <laughs> always just firing it's off. Right just ra- you can't not think. You can't not try. Like stop thinking. Stop you're like thinking. I'm not thinking. You just sorry, you just did. No thoughts. Yeah. Oh, wait,
1: there's a thought. Yeah. When you combine that with movement that matches that level of
0: firing, <laughs> right? It feels good. Well, and when and pe- you're surprised at and, what you can do. And when people, you have probably now are you a black belt? No, gosh. I just Ooh. saw the jiu-jitsu thing. Yeah, so I didn't, wow. I didn't see Ooh. that there was a white belt. Uh, a yeah, white belt, I'm a blue, blue belt. belt. Uh, dude, blue belt. I three stripe blue belt. I think I was telling somebody who? Three stripes. Okay. So in the jitsu world, you gotta no, get that's four a, stripes. That's a big deal. bro. You, you get promoted. So. I wouldn't I wouldn't run at you with the grenade in my hand. <laughs> I'm a white belt that trained for like a year, uh, a year and a quarter, and still didn't get any stripes. I gotta uh-huh. go back to it. I miss it. Um but no, like I remember, I I tell people this all the time. They want to do jujitsu and stuff, and I'm like, "That guy's a blue belt, okay? I know you think that that's the next level up, and it, you <laughs> might be close to him. You're not. No. I remember one time, like difference. my first month. I don't know if I told the story on air. I might have. I think I told Z this story just now, but like, <laughs> it's fresh. So, I had probably 40 pounds on this dude. Uh-huh. Maybe 50. Okay. He's a blue belt, like one stripe. I'd been training for you know f- four months or so. Yeah, I'm strong. I'm like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay on this fool and muscle him around, and I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna muscle him into an arm bar. right? Like thirty seconds later, I'm looking up at the ceiling, wondering <laughs> how I just got choked out by my own collar. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or there was like another time where like I was going against somebody, and I they had a choke, and I'm like. I got my finger up here. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to get out of this thing. And I'd learned to not spaz anymore. Right. So I'm like sitting there just trying to think, all right, how am I going to get out of this? I got my finger here, but it's really tight, but I'll be okay.
1: They choke you with that finger.
0: <laughs> hey, Your bro, you okay? Fingers now you, you okay, dude? <laughs>
1: Wake up three guys oh, looking man. over at me. Snap, uh, nap or, tap or nap.
0: Yeah, but what I, I guess my point was when you're in doing something. Not that I got choked out, but with jujitsu or even like a, a, an amazing workout, you you get into that with any like did this guy downhill mountain biking me. I, I love surfing uh-huh. like yeah, any physical thing that you're doing where that brain all of a sudden becomes that you, you devote that crazy amount of thought power to one single yeah. thing yeah. combined with what you're doing. You get into that like flow state. Oh, you right, said it. Right where you're almost where you're almost not, not thinking, thinking, but you are thinking. Right, one hundred percent. Like autopilot kicked on. The yeah, brain is yeah. working, but then you come out of that feeling. So uh, I tell
1: you what, amazing flow is what it's about. And I, and I said this to people before, and they're like, "Why do you have me do such crazy, stupid stuff?" Because I want you scared. I want I want some. I want an element of fear. Yeah. to motivate you to be present. Yeah. And and really get into a flow state, yeah. Because you're not going to be able to move in such a way that's going to get this motion or this movement to happen unless you overcome that. And when you overcome that, your thoughts have become so focused that you're not even thinking anymore. You're just doing it. When you're when flowing. when
0: when was a f- like when was the time you're like, I dude, I knew I was in the flow state. Oh man, think just. So what, tell me, tell me, tell me, the time you were you you, you uh, knew
1: you knew you were there. It's it, jujitsu, okay. Jujitsu and snowboarding, okay. So, um, I snowboarded for the first time last year. Oh, yeah, sick, yeah, yeah. double black. It's a trick, double black diamond. Wait, 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 stop. I mean, first time, my feet were dangling off a cliff, and I was like, "This is really a this is really a run." Is
0: this well, a- What were you thinking? What was I thinking? Do you skateboard? No. Do you do wakeboard? A, no. Do you surf? No. Bro. I do now,
1: bruh. I do. <laughs> Black guys do not snowboard. Okay, there's I like, there's I like seven. Gonna,
0: I was gonna say I'm, it, I'm, but I'm, I didn't I'm gonna let you know. But I'm I didn't you know. want to get yelled at. No, <laughs> no I. I'm you look you know. look at this way. How many brothers? If you've been <laughs> last sit, time you was on the mountain. Last time you was on the mountain. How many brothers you see on the mountain? And how many brothers you see in the NHL? Maybe one or two. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, a percent. Uh, maybe. Which if is really that
0: there's a there's a comedian he's a black comic, he's like how did this happen? He's like how did Black History Month get put in February? He's like we're we're a sun loving people. You put in the coldest month February. of the year, man, <laughs> and the shortest day, the shortest right. month of yeah. the year.
1: But all the things that are not. But yeah, but no yeah. cold. But you so yeah. double black diamond. Double black diamond, and it was like, so mind you, so I have a client who believes in the flow state and he wants to get in the flow state. Sure. He's got a snowboard simulator and I got on that thing. It's, it's a legit US ski team simulator. Like, the length of this room. A, From that yeah, uh, guys, guys got some cheese. Hey, he's got a little lettuce. <laughs> we So, I learned how to snowboard three on months simulator. on that thing. Okay. Now, it, it doesn't, you're not carving. You and just lean not, forward, yeah. lean backwards, lean forward, and lean yeah. backwards and you get a feel for it's it. Start. starts to start so my first day i was on my face and on my butt (laughs) more often than not but day two i was in a flow state and day three you would have thought i knew how to snowboard yeah and it wasn't about my athleticism and my okay maybe a little bit yeah let's let's not
0: let's not Uh, shortchange a little bit
1: i I think you know some of that might have played into it but i got into a, a point where i stopped thinking about falling i stopped thinking about how much it hurt yeah and i just started to just being.
0: Just flow. Just being with it. Just flow. Same thing happens in jujitsu. Feeling jiu-jitsu. it, moving it.
1: Yeah. I was in a jiu-jitsu tournament. I, the guy took me down. Yeah. So I'm losing. You get taken down, that's two points for him. Yeah. I get taken down, and I just... Started just working my game and doing my thing, and next thing you know, I swept him. I was on top. Oh. I flow. I went to a neon belly, neon belly, spun around to an armbar. It failed. He ended up in my guard. He's in my guard. Oh, I no. swept him again. Yeah. Ended up in the mount. Started choking him out with a Ezekiel choke. Yeah. And it was like, how did all that happen? I watched the video and I don't remember doing that. Yeah. I did. I did that. Yeah. I was in a flow state. Yeah. One hundred percent, dude. I heard my coach and I and I heard my my wife. You know, and and I that was it. Maybe. Yeah. It, it was like I don't even know what I did.
0: No it's flow it's, state. it's wild. I was the one of the times I can remember so we went night surfing. Ooh. So I was living in, in California. It was always one of the best times like if the water was warm, huh. we would go at like midnight because you have the whole yeah. got the whole wave to yourself. Yeah. It's generally pretty glassy and so we would surf off the pier off the lights off the pier. Well um, one day one night we were out there. And I'm on this board and I, I look behind me, I see the wave coming. I'm like, this thing's amazing. Paddle pop up. And the minute it dropped in as minute, I'm dry. It's like, it's like, so snowboarding, right? Uh You're going down uh a steeper part. That's what it feels like. So you drop in on that thing. And all of a sudden I can feel it take off and just all, all I can hear. I don't hear anything else. Just this little bit of like water rushing behind me, right, and and it's just I'm locked in. Locked. It's me and the board, and I'm going up and down, pumping. And as I look up, I see the pier approaching. <laughs> I kid you not. It was. I've never done it since. Like it was like it was like a tunnel. Got created, and I was like, "There's no way I can screw this up." Ooh, We're shooting the pier, I baby. Gotta get in there, and like. Just boom. Bo- and just right through the middle of it. Oh. And I was like, let's hang it up. Let's go home. Oh. That's it. We're <laughs> done. On that note. <laughs> yeah.
1: Listen, snowboarding and surfing. So surfing, not as easy as snowboarding. No. I've, I've, I've we, we go out wake surfing. Same client. Yeah. Go out on his boat. Big wake. I got to get I gotta get on this list. <laughs> come hang out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're surfing. And I mean, we, we, this was October. It was cold. Yeah. You know, we had wetsuits on. Uh-huh. And I could not get up on the board. Could not get up to save my life. And I finally got up. Then I couldn't stay up.
0: Yeah. It, it's way more. Well, and <sighs> what's crazy is that surfing is not the same as. As s- in the as, ocean surfing. surfing, surfing. So that surfing feels a lot more like riding a skateboard or longboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Longboard. That's is- what it feels like. It feels like longboarding, like generating speed and stuff on a longboard. Okay. It's entirely like skating. Yeah. Skating. Have you ever been on a flow rider? Uh, the flow rider right that those, those hotels. No, I've that, never been on one of those. You know what I'm talking about? The, uh-huh. the, the man-made. Yep. It's like a surf. Yeah, skating. Uh, surfing feels a little bit more like skateboarding on a on a, on bowl. a ramp. Okay, okay. So like in a you bowl. dropped in on a half pipe or yeah. skating a bowl. Gotcha. So you're kind of pumping in, uh-huh. pumping out. Yep. And then you got to turn. Yeah, I can't you're do that. Your turns, I, looking I, where I you're headed. <laughs> no, I'm excited. This place over here, you're gonna have to go check that place out. Cannon Beach. Oh, they're putting in a way park. Down, like down like a way. like a legit like
1: the, the big, big, like you're on a um, they, they pull you out there on like a uh
0: like it, like a, you can actually like you could paddle in on it. A zip it. line, yeah. Like so Kelly, have you ever seen Kelly Slater's oh, yeah. Way yeah, Park? Yeah yeah, 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 So it's gonna be like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of my it's, clients was supposed to be building that. Another oh, one of my clients has that does a filtration for that facility. Oh, okay. When it when it as it's being built, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a contract for okay. a filtration. So I was it.
0: talking to the dude down here, Surf City Sandwiches, by the way, phenomenal sandwiches cool dude but he's like yeah they're trying to get me to put my shop in there oh, and he, he goes he goes so they've he's like they already have the wave built so he's doing he's like yeah i get i get to go to demo days from time to time and get to go surf out there uh-huh. like, oh, dude, I, I i'll i sell a kidney if i have to oh my to gosh. get to get a membership but now, yeah what is that place gonna be called do you know what it's called cannon beach like, cannon beach i wonder if that's the same thing is it was
1: what a crossroads
0: power and like warner power in the 202 yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. The same. It's just right down here. It's gonna be yeah, a big, gonna, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be phenomenal, like a legit wave. Park. Yeah, huge legit wave. They're gonna have like a big like beach area. Yeah, gonna have shot. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be unreal. Oh man. So jujitsu. How'd you get into jujitsu, man?
1: I got into jujitsu. One of my clients uh, was doing some privates with a guy. He's like, yeah, I hurt my hand. I was doing this. I was doing this fighting, and I was like, fighting what? And and the guy who was who was his instructor was a JKD Kundo, uh Bruce Lee's fighting style. Okay. Um, was doing was teaching them that, and I was like, God, I gotta meet this guy, man. Yeah. So I, I grew up in Japan, born and raised in Japan. Did you really? Um, yeah. Dude. <laughs> my parents were both in the military, and okay. so I grew up overseas. Never ever touched a martial art until I came
0: back to the states. Were you in Okinawa, or I were was you in at- Okinawa? Oh. I was born in Okinawa, and then we lived in mainland Japan. So I was serving Okinawa was on my list. Ah, like, really? Played- to surf? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I met oh, a bunch yeah. of Japanese. It was actually funny. There were a bunch of Japanese orthopedic surgeons and nurses. Wow. I was surfing down in Mexico. On a Mazatlan one time, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, all these Japanese people showed up at the break. There was only like six of us surfing, and then <laughs> they were the coolest dudes in the world. But they were all uh, from ok- they were all yeah. from Okinawa. Okinawa,
1: yeah. yeah, dude. I was born in Okinawa. Oh, sick. Came back to the states, went back to mainland Japan. Kindergarten, eighth grade, I was in Japan. So mainland Japan, and then we finished my the last three years. I was in Okinawa.
0: So do you speak Japanese? Skoshi. Okay. okay. Skoshi. All right.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Very little good. bit. I can yeah. count. You know, ichi nisan. All
0: right. Right.
1: there's there's a lot of Japanese that's in me. But sometimes I'm like I don't know what I just said. I don't yeah, know no, <laughs> like my
0: the my 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 extent is like Ohayo <laughs> gozaimasu, hey, hey. That's it. or Genki desuka, yeah, is that, is that, thank you, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yep, you're like welcome. That. Yeah, I so I spent two years in Korea. Okay, yeah. and so I would walk up to like part of my I was there as a missionary, and so part of my I was obviously on the street talking yeah, to people. Yeah. So I'd walk up I'd be like Korea's Yeah, Anja Oh, and they'd be like i japan ah oh you're the whole country of japan but okay all right yeah like they're like i know speaker okay all right
1: korea's fun we went to korea probably every other year did you
0: oh yeah, yeah korea's, korea's the base wild there. Man. yeah korea's, korea's a wild place like it's fun it's different so is japan oh yeah oh gosh you talk about culture
1: shock and and being outside of the country anywhere you know any part of the world you get there and it's like this
0: is different well yeah and japan's real i mean japan's cool but there's some like different there's some different stuff. Like I, Korea, dude, when I remember walking by, I, did, I walked by, I stopped, walked back, had to do like a double, triple take. I was like, is that really a crane game with lobsters in it? <laughs> like legit crane game. <laughs> Go get your own lobster. With, with live take lobsters. Yeah. Wow. An, I saw another one with hamsters. Wow. Like Korea, yeah. Like just. Different. Yeah. It's different
1: yeah yeah on the street different
0: well then japan has like those little hotels right where like they like tiny, put you like in a drawer
1: yeah a little tiny <laughs> tiny closet you live you're sleeping you just like, come a like, you a thing you're just like, taking a nap yeah get in there all you're gonna do is sleep
0: yeah what you need a whole room for yeah right so anyway i'm sorry i totally interrupted you what were we, so who were we talking about you no no so up jiu-jitsu, didn't oh, come, it jiu-jitsu yeah. yeah it didn't
1: come about until i was here and i'm a full-grown adult it's kind of like your mountain bike story it's like I think I might actually be good at this thing. Yeah. I think I actually might like to do this on a regular basis. And I I really was looking for something to compete in. Uh, I tried to go back and be a master's track and field athlete. Yeah. My my mind is still fast. My body is not. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did the Grand Canyon State games and took second place. I was terrible. I, I might have hit every I was a high hurdler. I
0: think I kicked every hurdle. We well, hey, still got second place though, dude. I know. Like but come on, was, I know I ain't first, but you nah, weren't last.
1: Nah, I was in first. Oh, because I hit so many hurdles there people were catching up to me.
0: And I was like, was, okay. My, my dad did that oh. a couple years, about five, no longer than that. He went and did the huntsman senior games. Mm. World Senior Games. He oh was a he was a track guy. He did uh triple jump, long jump, and something yeah. else. he tore his hamstring. Oh, he, those but he things placed, are not but he forgiving. Placed, he plays silver. No, he was back in the day. He could jump. I think he's like he's six foot. He was like five ten, five eleven in high school. But he could jump. I think he high jumped six five.
1: Ooh, big jumps. That's a big jump. Yeah, they are over six And feet, they're, st- six and they're still
0: doing the like the the roll oh wow not the the, the not flop, the flop. The yeah Fos- the Fosbury flop yeah still doing the roll I probably got that wrong it's probably only six feet either way it's still impressive it's still over
1: it's over a human being <laughs>
0: still impressive in in in,
1: in your, Chuck your body went over a person
0: <laughs> yeah in in your chucks yeah I, I tell you
1: what yeah back I, in the 60s I I never I never really uh thought track and field would be that fun or uh that I would ever go back to it but I tried to go back to it and yeah. it wasn't it wasn't it. I was that's like, I got,
0: I got to compete in something else. Yeah. So jujitsu became that. Well, and jujitsu is awesome, right? Because it's such a great sport that, I mean, yes, you can get hurt, but injury is really unlikely unless you're rolling with a brand new white yep. belt. Oh, that's it. Or some
1: jerk. That's yes. Those are the two instances you will get hurt. Yeah.
0: I I've got. I think I, I think I've got a partial. I've never gotten an MRI. Uh uh-huh. I think I've got a partial ACL tear. Um, I had somebody kind of test it one time, but I know that when I get into deep, deep, deep flexion, it's not a pop, it's not a click, it's a thump. Hey. It's like a legit like shift. Ah, Some dude over. decided, he was, he was actually same, we were same size, but he just decided that he was going to get a, uh, it was his mission to get, I think a, he was either doing a knee bar a knee or bar. a heel lock, and he just, and it, I wasn't giving it to him, wasn't giving it to him, but he was, going to get it I'm so he just it. decided you know what I'm just going to rip your leg <laughs> yeah yeah
1: it's funny jiu jitsu when you when you get into it and I, and I do a lot of a lot of gi work but yeah. I also do no gi uh-huh. no gi is a lot faster um it's the up and coming sport of jiu jitsu yeah. you know awesome. um with MMA and just wrestling and wrestlers getting out of wrestling coming into Mm jujitsu, they don't want to put on a a jacket and pants and and tie themselves in a belt. (laughs) They do no gi. So no gi, um, you get a lot of that, but I tend to try to stick to the gi for that reason as I can stop you. I can grab your collar, your sleeve, your pant and stop you from really cranking on my knee, my neck, my arm, whatever. But unless it's a white
0: belt. (laughs) So where do you, where do you train? What school? Um, Do you have a school or academy
1: you train at? So I I, I came up through Aries. Oh okay. Um, the How Aries, is that? Aries affiliate. It was it's great. Yeah. Um, uh, the the black belt who brought me in, he I met him doing JKD. Okay. So JKD. The guy left, uh, moved to another uh, part of town. It didn't work out for me. And so, um, the guy, David Blau, my guy Blau. Yeah. He told me he's like, you got to put on a gi. Come on over to Aries. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm not coming over there. I'm not putting on a jacket and rolling around with a bunch of dudes sweaty. Right? I was like, I'll do some no We can yeah. do no-gi. Um, but he's like, you got to put on a gi. So 2018, I put on a gi. Yeah. And that was the first time I ever did that. And I was like, wow, this is terrible. And then I started to love it. I loved it so much that inside my facility. you have mats? I built some mats. Awesome. I took down the ductwork above uh, the two offices. We had an office and a little little rollout area a little foam rolling area whatever yeah and so above that and above the bathroom and our front room is just a little a deck that we padded the walls padded the floor and so i typically train so i'm not really a part of a jujitsu team per se um i just after covid so covid and the pandemic kind of shut down a lot of stuff yeah and i got Busy, busy, busy coming out of that and into 2021. And it really was a lot of self-introspectively looking at what do I want to do. Um, And I just started training on my own. But I hadn't gone. You know, I I competed. The last time I competed was 2021, May of 2021. Okay. And... I, got, I jacked up my shoulder. I got into some really bad positions, and I spent the next month and a half kind of rehabbing it or just kind of getting my body right. Yeah. And then I got busy with work. The summer started, and I haven't really been back. So I, I Aries is where I've done the most training. Sure. Um, Arizona Combat Sports is right down the street from my gym. Gotcha. Literally right down the street. So um, the black belt there, I, I've, I've done some training. I've done some one-on-ones. He goes to one of my clients' house. Oh, so cool. So I've, I've done some stuff at their house together, yeah. and I've been to Arizona Combat um a, a handful of times maybe four or five times and and kind of just done some stuff but I, I really can't say i'm affiliated anywhere right now because yeah. it's been so long and i really want to get back to it i really really do and it's, it's so uh i have some corporate clients that are like hey can you show me some stuff upstairs so tuesdays and thursdays huh. i have some guys that meet me upstairs and we go gym. over to guard and yeah a little open mat open gym here's closed guard here's how you get out of closed guard here's armbar yeah. arm bar Kimura, blah 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 right on and so yeah i that's cool, if, man. If we do that, that's like the extent of my jiu-jitsu training right days. now. Yeah, and yeah, and it's good, not good, because they don't know anything. And when we go live, it's like I got a really—I've gotten in some bad arm bars where I'm getting ready to tap. Yeah, my tension is off. I'm not going to like fight this, and they don't realize it, and yep. they crank.
0: Oh and yeah, I'm like, oh, they want to get it so bad. Ah, oh, oh, yeah, I got waiters. Ah, oh, I got him. And right? it's like
1: oh. Dude, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm tapping. You got it. You're there. Yeah.
0: We we <laughs> went – I so I the, when I was doing Gi Jiu-Jitsu, I was at a Carlson Gracie Jr. school. Okay. Over on, like, Lindsay and Warner and Gilbert. Awesome, awesome academy. Awesome school. Um, the black belt there is phenomenal, and he's one of, the, like, the last few guys that got there. I think he got his black belt from actually from Senior. Okay. One of the wow. few guys who got it from – Wow. And, uh, but he was – that place was – awesome but carlson gracie jr actually came one time to the to the school and did like a like a class extra oh, yeah. class and stuff but he was kind of like i can't do a brazil i can't do his brazilian english right but he was uh-huh. like he's like look if you want to go spicy <laughs> go spicy uh-oh He's like, but if you want to be nice, I'll be nice, kind of Uh-oh. thing. Like yeah. that's really what it is. Like with a lot of these guys who are like blue, purple, oh, brown yeah. belts, yeah. they're like, "Look, you, man, you turn it on if you want to." Yeah, I'll give as good as you want to get, and if you want to give it good,
1: here it comes. Yeah,
0: I got another friend, a guy named Dan Huber. He owns. Uh, it's called Spartan Nation Combatives in Mesa. It's more okay. of an MMA gym, so he does Muay Thai, kickboxing. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, yeah jiu yeah. He teaches. Uh, submission submission Wrestling. Okay. So okay. he's a wrestler.
1: I think one of my clients goes there. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, how do I know that name?
0: And so Dan...
1: I, oh, wait. I know Dan.
0: You do? Yes. He fought. Yeah. Professionally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was sparring with Dan one night doing Muay Thai, and I was still kind of new, and I, I gave... I've told the story before, but I gave him a combo, and... He was obviously messing with me. Dude gave me gave him a little combo, but dude came hard on the leg kick. Ooh. Not not intent like didn't realize I came that hard. uh Oh, and Dan just <laughs> goes like his face. He just kind of goes oh like that <laughs> oh it's like okay all right let's go let's see how you like what's going to about to happen next uh-huh. and next thing i know i almost i legit almost tapped from the leg kick he dealt me after oh. that like it was it was it was hard gosh leg kicks and i couldn't i couldn't walk the rest like i was limping around the rest of the round oh yeah it was right across my thigh oh man when a leg kick hits
1: I, now you see it sometimes in UFC it's like oh they're they're hurting. Yeah.
0: They are hurting. They start. I mean, gosh, I can't imagine like how hard those dudes kick and especially now kicking like their lower leg behind their calves Ooh. over and yeah, over again. That calf kick. Yeah. No, thanks. I want no. I want no I part mean, of that. You literally can't put pressure on your leg anymore. Yeah. yeah. Just chop. <laughs> just chopping. leg is gone. Just chopping wood. Yeah. Um. So do you do any virtual stuff or is all your stuff in person? Right now, it's all in person. Um. We've been building out a virtual program. Oh, cool. And, and
1: trying to do some stuff. We do a lot with club bells, right? So club bells. Um, for people who may not be familiar with it, it's like a long stick. It looks like a bat. And, oh. Um,
0: oh, yeah. So the clubs, right? Yeah, the like clubs. The, the Persian clubs. Persian clubs. Like yoga. Has yeah, them, Persian right? yoga. Yep, yep.
1: So the club bell um, is something that, you know, everybody's seen a kettlebell, down a kettlebell, a dumbbell, barbell. The club bells. is just really not a lot of programming behind it or a lot of instruction behind it. There is, but it's just not out there. Yeah. And so.
0: I um, mean, really, realistically, on it's about the only people I know that have. Yeah. It's real, I mean, spotty
1: if they're at, at, at best for yeah. people to say, yeah, they're familiar with Club Bells or they've done Club Bells. And so there's not a lot of programs and Club Bell programs behind there. And I use them specifically. And I think, um, again, my wife was always saying, like, you need to make this a thing. Like, people yeah. want to do this. They're, they're accessible. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them. But they don't know what to do with them. So like, yeah. I got a Club Bell. Now what? And there's, you know.
0: Hit themselves in the head with it. <laughs> club right? somebody. Try to swing
1: Go around. club. And so, be like
0: that fat kid with the light set, the Star yeah, Wars yeah, kid, yeah. dude, from the early
1: YouTube days. That's it. That's it. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. The, the club bell program and the online stuff, that's where I've kind of started. Um, but I get a lot of kids that are at for, they're going to college and they're like, hey, I want to keep doing this stuff when I go away to college. Yeah. Um, do you have anything? It's kind of, I'm, I'm kind of getting nudged and pushed into that virtual world um, yeah. to kind of take care of people. But I use the club bells as corrective. Okay. You know, one of the things, with the motions are very unique um, for distressing the shoulder, distressing the rib cage, yeah. uh, the spine in such a way that doesn't cause you to compromise or, or put yourself. I mean, you're going to be at risk. You start picking up the wrong size, you can get crazy. Yeah. But if you do it right with the lighter weights and you're hitting the right, um, the summation of forces, the club by swinging the, that implement forces you to use yeah. up, down, left, right, up, side, side.
0: All in one. So I use the maces a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, Just like a mace. People, but maces Just like a cool. mace, but a smaller yeah. smaller version. Yep. The awesome. mace
1: is very much that. Very much, it creates a distress in my
0: shoulder. It creates,
1: you know, it gets rid of some compression. This happened. Well, allows um,
0: you to flow and find some weaknesses, right? Yep, yep, yep. So. It's awesome. Well, so dude, where, obviously they can find you in Tempe. Yep. Where Spinata, in that park, where Spinatas okay. used to be. But where can people find you, like on Instagram, on the web. Yeah. yeah promote yourself.
1: Um, so Instagram or unfair dot Advantage. Okay. And Facebook.com slash keepitunfair Oh, keep it. Okay. Keep it unfair. Um, and then website's and web, uh, website is www. Website. UAPAZ.com. Okay. So unfairadvantageperformancearizona.com. But UAPAZ.com is the actual uh, website.
0: Sick. So yeah, I'll put all that stuff in the show notes for people. So if they want to. Can't remember sure. write it down or whatever. We'll put it in the show notes. And then, uh, yeah, go check out his stuff. Go check out his page. If you are looking to do some performance training, you you can't do better than, <laughs> than Wade is here. So I appreciate you, man, making the time. Yes, a Bit absolutely. of a drive, so I appreciate it. Oh, yeah.
1: It's been a pleasure.